Hi everyone, and welcome to Your Sexified Life. In case we haven't met yet, I'm Fanny, your pleasure coach and creatrix of Sexified. In this podcast, we discuss what makes being alive sexy. Pleasure, orgasms, body reconnection, self-evolution, emotions, everything we need to reclaim the thriving sex and fulfilling life we deserve. Without zero bullshit tolerance, also. And most of all, we take the commitment to feel alive, because we only have one life and it's time to live it. Because being alive is sexy. Welcome to your sexified life. Hello everyone, today I wanted to talk about something I'm not so sure I was super clear about in the previous episodes. And I think it needs to be addressed, because a loved one shared with me not so long ago that this podcast was hard on her system. How it felt very true, and at the same time how sometimes she needed a break, because it brought it brings a lot to the surface. Like, whoa, I really need a pause right now, like time to integrate, I'll come back later. So what I wanted to discuss today is something that could be helpful in those situations and in your whole life, completing the stress cycle. In this episode, I will mention concepts and ideas discussed in some of my favorite books, Burnout from Emily and Emilia Nagoski, and it's about why women have burnout, and also how emotions are made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. I'm gonna give you the details in the show notes, because those books are amazing and literally have changed my life. And in my opinion, true healing starts when you work with your body. And to do that, you need to complete the stress cycle. You've been hearing me say it over and over again. Our bodies keep the score. Our traumas, our history, our pains, they are all stuck into our bodies. Literally stuck as in tension knots in your pelvic floor, in your muscles, in our throats, everywhere. And to release these tensions not, you need to address them. Not with your mind, but with your body. And our bodies are designed to come back to a balanced state as soon as possible. Tensions are preventing energy from circulating. And when energy can't move, then it creates stagnation, like any other liquid. Think about the mud in the depth of a, of a lake. Our system isn't made to sustain in the long run this stagnation because it's designed to help you come back to your balanced state with everything flowy. So maintaining this unbalanced state, this stagnation, the usual but uncomfortable, requires a lot of energy. That's why we are exhausted. Maintaining tensions when your natural state is spaciousness and flow is really energy consuming. No wonder we are tired. With all this shame, this conditioning around what our sexuality is supposed to look like, all those tension in our pelvic floors, all the traumas. Can we talk about how energy consuming this is? Like for real. And when you, on top of that, have a lot of mental weight that still relies on women today, even if it is getting better, of course we're tired. It's totally legit to be exhausted. You're not whiny, you're not too sensitive, you're not not strong enough, or whatever bullshit you've been told. You're just exhausting from having maintained an unhealthy and unbalanced state 
for a long time. As I usually said, there is nothing wrong with you. The game is twisted. But sometimes, too bad you're stuck with things or people that are energy consuming. Because, you know, even if you love your kids deeply, they consume a ton of energy and you cannot get rid of them. Does that mean you're doomed and will always have to run on an exhausted pattern for the rest of your life? Not really. That's where the magic of completing the stress cycle comes in. Once upon a time, when we were just walking around half-naked in the savanna with our brain wondering, safe, dangerous, safe, dangerous, every time we encountered something, I would invite you to imagine right now you are there and you're meeting a lion. Full disclosure, this amazing metaphor comes from the Nagovsky sisters. That book is amazing. If you want to do yourself a favor, read it and offer it to someone else, an amazing woman you know for Christmas or without any specific occasion. And to my French people, it's finally been translated. Go for it. So imagine the lion is in front of you. First, you're scared, so you run to your village, everybody helps you kill the beast, you're going to make a feast out of it, clothing and offers to your deities, you're feeling safe, happy, and everything's fine. Imagine a second situation. Suddenly, the lion is struck by lightning, out of a sudden. Or you just shoot the lion because, you know, you happen to have a gun in the savannah. Your brain sees the lion dead, so the threat is gone. But your body is still in the state of stress. Like your muscles are still tensed, your heart rate is still high, you're still out of breath, even if the thing that was threatening you is gone. Y you see it in front of you, but you cannot tell your brain or tell your heart, hey, go down, that's okay. You're still in the state of stress. The stress and the stressors are two different things. Eliminating the stressors, killing the lion, doesn't mean the stress is settled. The lion might be dead in front of you, your legs will still want to run and to feel better you will need to run. You can not tell your legs, we are safe, don't move and don't, don't run. Maybe you can, but it won't do anything. And also, you can work with the stress and release it, even if the stressors are still there. If you imagine as it's as a stressor, someone from work that is totally an asshole or whatever, maybe you may have noticed there's less chance you get mad at this person if you just came from a run or a gym session or danced until you lose your breath. The stressor, the asshole, is still there, but the stress is gone because you did some physical activity of any sort. That's the difference between the stressors and the stress. Allowing the movement, the running, the punching, help your system go to the end of what it needs, and that's completing the stress cycle. To release the state of stress, independently from the persistent of the stressor. When I discovered this, it opened a new world for me. First, that explains what we intuitively know, as in why physical movement helps us feel good, because it releases the stress and helps us deal with the stress easier if you cannot eradicate the stressor. So if you want to do yourself a favor, do some kind of movement, even if it's just something, it doesn't have to be something really hard. Research has shown that just clenching your muscles in a position really, really hard for a few seconds helps to complete the cycle. 
there are other ways to complete this stress cycle and the what they all have in common is that you are doing something you cannot talk yourself out of states of stress you cannot say to your legs stop running we feel good right now or tell your heart stop beating we are safe Mm -mm. <laughs> so just to give you an example what we can use as um, completing the stress cycle way is so first any kind of movement just clenching as we mentioned earlier but also breathing taking a few deep breaths that's why everybody's telling us around that breathing feels great because it helps us release and step out of this stress uh, state we can also use positive social interactions spending times with friends with a loved one and laughing and experiencing tenderness with the human or with a pet that's why pets make us feel good too because we are releasing stress we're completing the stress cycle with them with the tenderness we're giving them and we're receiving if your cat isn't like the one i used to have which is not really a kind of tender one mara feed me human <laughs> other types of ways to complete the stress cycle are through crying like one big cry for several minutes and yes after that whew, i feel good i always remember do you if you're familiar with the inside out movie from disney that might be a little bit old for now there was this mid dolphin elephant pinky weird color and there's sadness next to him and he's crying candies and after a big cry he feels better it it really um, stuck to me at them at that moment when i saw that that oh crying can be helpful too and with all of that also what can be really helpful to to complete the stress cycle as well is creative expression you can do anything that feels good in your system any type of art or anything and it can also be just you know pretending you're a good singer and taking yourself and acting like maria occurring in your in your heart and in your car too just allowing yourself to express and all of these, they have in common to be something you can act with, that you can do something with. So sometimes you can deal with the stressor, you can kill the lion, and sometimes you can't. To truly feel good and complete the stress cycle, to feel better and get out of this state of stress, you need to honor what your body wants to do at that moment. Or what your body wanted to do at that moment so if it was with an asshole and you really wanted to punch him into the face then punch a pillow scream run fight as long as you do it you can do it a little bit after the situation but not too much because otherwise it gets stuck in her system and it will still be working to release the stress that's called completing the stress cycle if you want to do yourself a favor and improve your health or anything, allow yourself to have five minutes of completing the stress cycle on a daily basis. So maybe it's just five minutes of dancing, five minutes of shaking, just moving or punching in the air. Use your muscle, put yourself in action. And if you want or if you need, 
Implicate everyone around you. You have your children, then put some music and dance with them. They will release their, they will complete their stress cycle too after a day at school. So, win-win. I often say we store our conditioning in our bodies. Our shame. Our be polite, be nice, say hi, stay quiet. Or our you'll never be enough, you should want to change who you are, how lazy you are to actually be satisfied with what you have and who you are. Don't you dare. All of this conditioning comes from different situations we have experienced or have been passed upon us where we had a stress reaction we could not complete. Of course, we wanted to cry when we were punched by another kid and we were told, don't cry, don't be weak. Or we, of course, wanted to scream when you, someone says you ask for it because you're wearing a short skirt or whatever. Of course, we wanted to punch that asshole that is just yelling in the street, cute ass. All of these uncompleted stress cycles are stored in our bodies in terms of sensations. And turns out, sensations are the base of emotions. So we need to discuss what emotions are because the concept has shifted dramatically in the last few years, and especially from the work of Lisa Feldman Barrett and her amazing book, How Emotions Are Made. To put it simple, an emotion is a set of sensations in the most literal sense, things you can feel from your five senses, given meaning by your brain from the culture you're living in. It's not the emotion I'm feeling that is making my heart pounds faster. It's, I am reacting to a situation in my environment. My heart is pounding, my muscles are tensed or any, and, and a lot of things. And the brain understands and creates, sees the context around that and creates that and affiliates that to an emotion. The author shares this anecdotal love about how she had been asked on a date by a guy she just met about. And during the date, she was feeling a little bit of heat, her heart pounding, things in her stomach. So she wondered if finally she wasn't into this guy a little bit. And then she got home and spent the whole week in bed with the flu. So the sensations she experienced were not from how she felt about that guy, but from actually her body reacting to, we are having a foo here. So, you know, I need the blood, pump faster. I'm feeling bad in my stomach, so do something with it, etc. Emotions such as anger, sadness, disgust are not a universal concept. Some emotions have a name in the language and don't have in others. For example, in French, we don't have a word that corresponds to German schadenfreude, that means being happy with someone else's misfortune. We can have expressions saying that, but we don't have a word for that. That's not a named emotion. Or for example, I've read in that book that Tahitian language has no concept of sadness. When they encountered what we would consider as a source of sadness, they used different words uneasy, ill, etc. So the context given to sensations by our brain is really cultural based. This also applies to sexuality. 
in ancient Taoist tradition, sex was celebrated because it was the source of creating jin qi, so the sexual basic energy. And in our societies, <laughs> especially female sexuality, and I want to acknowledge things are getting better, but we still have a lot of work to do. If you consider female sexuality in our world, where it has been silenced, shamed, and at the same time fed with injunctions of being sexier, more adventurous, blah 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 blah, how can we associate pleasurable emotions when the context about female sexuality is so negative? How can we even experience pleasure and be happy and explore our sexuality where we are when we are stuck into such a heavy context and cultural bias. Just wanted to acknowledge that every woman who chooses an other narrative about her sexuality is a fucking rock star because we're all doing a reprogramming from a cultural around us that is really toxic. So sometimes it feels good it feels good to I high five ourselves. We're doing a great job. Lisa Felman Barrett goes even further, saying we truly only have four types of sensations. Pleasant, unpleasant, calm, and agitated. And you learn from language and context that these types of sensations can be mixed and matched, and this creates the concept of emotions we have today, as in sadness, anger, etc. You can have a pleasant, agitated feeling, your heart pounds because you see your loved one, and an unpleasant, agitated feeling. Your heart pounds too, but because you have a fever. Take a second to think about this. Our emotions, our concept of emotions, are a combination of those. Or at least in my head when I discovered that. So to recap, our emotions are just a set of sensations giving meaning by our brains. And those sensations can be released by completing the stress cycle, honoring your body's impulse, and doing something. So why am I telling you all of this? Well, because it's very interesting knowledge, but also, in my opinion, and in my system, noticing the emotions are just a combination of four, of four feelings plus a context make them really feel less scary to me. Like, I don't have any anger monster I have a chronic problem with. I'm still angry, but you know, it feels less scary. And also because it gives at least two hints about what to do to feel better. You can work with the context and you can also complete the stress cycle. If my anger is a combination of unpleasant agitation with a context of having my boundaries crossed either by others or most of the time crossed by myself. I have things to work with. I can course correct the situation or I can anticipate and work on myself so that it doesn't happen again or an unpleasant agitation because I feel powerless and unable to anything. So it's on me to notice what I can do to feel a little less powerless. There is this saying, I don't remember from who, that says, feel helpless, go help someone. Same here. If you feel powerless, of course you and we will not change the world in a snap. But we are, there are things we can do. And with that, 
we feel a little less powerless. And there, if there is really, really, really nothing we can do, at least we can work on releasing the stress cycle. Punching, screaming, running, or, you know, giving our pets a hug, too. Being aware of how the emotions are just a context plus some sensations really helps decrease the pressure and actually brings you back power to do something with them. And that is really interesting, in my opinion. But it goes further, because being less afraid of the emotions is one thing, but there are more benefits in being aware of this model. The sensations you are experiencing as an emotions will only last 90 seconds maximum. Let me say that again. A sensation will not last more than 90 seconds. And usually less than one minute. Because they are just sensations and they are just looking for a way to go through and complete the stress cycle. If you don't try to change them, avoid them, not feel them. They're just living their life and pass. Whereas if we try to change that, so constrict it, erase it, or pretend they don't exist too, la, 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 they get stuck. And we get into our stories. I'm angry because X, Y, and Z, because you're always doing that, or because of my mother, or, 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 and so on, and so on, and so on. If a sensation or an emotion lasts more than 90 seconds, it's because the brain has attached a story to it. Or we have been sitting on this uh, for too long, so once the machine is on, it won't stop because it's so happy to finally have a chance to complete the stress cycle. Like, you're giving me one chance and I'm gonna take it! <laughs> and you know, this is normal. Or at least this is usual, not normal. And it's human. It sucks. But it's human. When we get into the story, we, circles the, we circle the explanations. I have the right to be angry or scared or blah 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 because we also get into the similar stories. It's like that time when you blah 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 blah. Or we get into the habits. You never clean anything. I'm doing it all. Blah 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 blah. Or the bad self-talk. I shouldn't be mad because this is not how I'm supposed to do. You see what I mean? All of these are stories that your brain add to the sensation. Because you know, why just last only 90 seconds where you can have like a whole lifetime of feeling bad? Just saying. As usual, if you see yourself there, I see myself there, and I'm sure everybody listening is seeing themselves here too. We are not responsible about this. The only thing we can do is be aware of it and change it one moment at a time and be nice with ourselves because we will fail. What is interesting in this is how actually we do not need to feel the story at all to heal. What we need is completing the stress cycle by honoring the impulses, kicking, screaming, running, shaking, to let the sensations pass. And also be aware of how much time it can take to, because when we've been sitting on our emotions and sensations for a long time, maybe a lifetime, it can take some time, and that's okay. 
anyone who tells you you need to live your trauma again to heal has no concept nor of humanity nor safety or nor trauma healing but you completing the stress cycle running on the spot punching screaming over and over again helps your system to come back to safety it will help you feel better and add to that therapy you will feel way better eventually Every great therapist knows you need to involve the body at some point. That's how EMDR works, etc. to truly heal. And the beauty is you don't need the story to heal. You don't need the story, but you also don't need to know what is the emotions at the moment you want to release it. Take anger. You can have a really hot anger where your system is in total overwhelm, heart pounding, everything like muscle tensing and you also can have a really cold anger the one with a calm voice sharp as a knife heart rate totally normal but with really hard consequences so trying to give meaning to the sensations where they come up might not be really useful your heart pounds and you want to punch punch your body actually doesn't care if it is from sadness like hitting yourself from despair or from anger, or from excitement, any of them, or all at the same time. The most important thing is to feel the sensations under the impulse to complete the stress cycle. There is no real need to know what happened exactly. Maybe something happened when I was four, I can't remember, I can't talk about it, and well, the only thing I can do is honor the impulse, and neither is the need to understand what emotions are going on at the moment. Let them pass, let the sensation pass, it will work way better. You may be just like, okay, I understand, but you know, I have a life. I cannot just drop everything and run on the spot for three minutes just because I feel bad. Because you know, we don't do that in real life or I have kids or whatever reason. Side note, I'm sure we would have less anger problem in our society if we didn't tell women when they are angry to calm down. Because, you know, women should be nice and never be angry. Men can, but not women. Or ask a woman if she's on her cycle when she's angry or anything. Just allowing space for women's anger. And we have a ton of stress cycle to complete due to patriarchy, bullshit and everything, that's for sure. And... All of this would make everyone feel better. But that's another story. So if for whatever reason, if you're driving and cannot pull aside and start jumping and screaming on the spot, remember you can have a certain delay between the stress and the completion of the stress cycle. The smaller the better, but it can wait a few minutes, as long as you don't forget to honor it. And yes, take three minutes for yourself, even if it's time to prepare dinner, etc will always feel beneficial for you and your family. Same goes for screaming. Because you know, we don't scream. We don't get loud. Tips for my own life. Find a place where you can scream. In your car, for example. Choose the song that, will, that you will feel the most comfortable screaming on. Or ask your loved one in the house to put headphones on and letting them know that you will need some time to scream. And that it's okay, you're good, but you need that time and you need for them to have the headphones on. That works with self-pleasure too. Side note. And close the door or scream in a pillow. 
Don't let dozens of years of don't be loud, don't take too much space, etc. prevent you from completing, from completing your stress cycle. I know it's not easy, but you owe it to yourself. And if you really can't, I offer to try the level 10 of intensity and level 3 of volume. So a tiny scream, but your face looking like Adam's family from the intensity of the scream. And punch and run. Because you know, if you want to scream, there's a good chance a part of you wants to punch and kick too. Not all the time, but often. And I also noticed personally that my vocal cords cannot be as loud as my scream needs them to be. So what I do is I imagine myself at the top of a mountain and scream in my head too. And I breathe. Again, scream in my head, volume level 3, and breathe. Because those sensations, as we said earlier, they only last 90 seconds. Maximum. If I don't look for an explanation, a story, or similar situation, they will only take 90 seconds. And usually way less than a minute. So what happens when we don't honor that, when we keep all those stress cycles incomplete? We dissociate, we numb ourselves. As we mentioned at the beginning, our system wants us to complete the stress cycle and come back to balance. And when we don't allow it to do so, most of the time unconsciously, of course, you're not crazy, you're not stupid, you're not anything like that. This is the conditioning and well, we all of what we have stored into our bodies, the shoulds, the shouldn'ts, the have-tos and everything that makes us not allow the completion of the stress cycle. It's nothing conscious. We're way too smart for that. So putting all those incomplete stress cycles under the rug, pretending they do not exist, it's actually the same as repeating to yourself or to ourselves over and over, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, when you see the lion is dead and your heart is still pounding and your legs still want to run. It's not working. I like to offer a metaphor of my own here, as in, if you imagine you have like a mug of boiling water and your job is to bring it from point A to point B, but for some reason, in the middle, there are so many obstacles, red sign, unaccessible passages, like you're maintained in the middle, you're just here with your boiling water glass in the hand, not knowing what you're supposed to do, where is the exit, or whatever. At some point, then your hand will not feel anything since it will be burned third degree. Same goes for our nervous system. It is designed to do something to regulate, and if it cannot, it's unbearable, it shuts everything off so that it can manage. That's why we end up numbing ourselves. And that sucks. In my opinion, dissociation is the hardest disease we can all get because we don't feel anything and we don't feel alive. And that's really not something... Well, we'll talk about that in another episode. Before bringing this episode to a close, I wanted to share one last word of wisdom somehow <laughs> about where we can encounter that. This feeling of dissociation, this completing the stress cycle, the sensations and everything. And you guessed it, it's during our sexual healing. Because when we take the time to breathe into the tension of our pelvic floors, all the stored emotions, sensations, impulses, they come up. And they really can be overwhelming. Because we might not be aware we have so much. 
So what can happen then is we close even more and numb ourselves even more because this pain, because this rage, because this sadness feels way too hard in our system, because of all these stress cycles we haven't completed forever. And it's very usual to experience that. Not normal, but usual. And so when in your exploration, you end up feeling something you haven't felt before. Breathe and honor the impulse. Breathe and honor the impulse. It will pass, I promise. There is a big difference between breathing to calm yourself down because you live in society and cannot send your fist in that asshole's head at the moment and breathing and punching in a pillow because this asshole deserved it and you have a stress cycle to complete. Breathe, honor the impulse. Breathe, honor the impulse. If after an orgasm you figure out you have to cry for a few minutes, cry. There's nothing wrong with you. This is just sensations and completions of stress cycle. This is why self-pleasure, in my opinion, is one of the most healing tools of all. It's because it creates safety in your nervous system from the pleasure. And when you create safety in the nervous system, then the nervous system wants to complete the stress cycle. That's why we rage. That's why we cry. That's why we feel bad. And that's why we need to shake and punch and scream and shout. And that's okay. What I hope is that when I say feel the feelings and let the sensations go through in the episodes from here and now, it feels clearer into your system. Because it's a question of allowing the sensations without attaching the story, allowing the emotions to be just what they are, sensations given meaning by a context, and knowing these sensations, they will only last 90 seconds maximum if I allow myself to just breathe into them and honor what they want me to do. Screaming, punching, running, curling at a ball, freezing, or whatever. That's completing the stress cycle, and it can change your life. And if it changes your life, it changes the life of the people around you, too. If at some point this podcast feels too much on your system, breathe and honor what comes up. If you need to be angry at me for whatever reason, yell and run on the spot and say what you have in your heart. I'm sure I'm not the only one you have things to say, too. If you need a good cry, because something finally clicked into your system, cry. And you can comfort yourself knowing that I've probably cried there too. If you need to pause for a few days because I've called you out on something and you're mad at me, good. I love you too, that's the work I do. Being real and cutting through the crap and the bullshit. And I love you. Honor what comes. Complete your stress cycles. Again. And again. And again. And sometimes it can be just as simple as dancing on your favorite song, because you deserve it. Because when you complete your stress cycle, you create space for something new. And that something new can be you creating the thriving sex and fulfilling life you deserve. Because you deserve it. And when you complete all these stress cycles, you get space inside and you start to finally feel alive. If you found this episode interesting, feel free to share it with a loved one. The amazing books I mentioned are in the description below. Go check them out. These women are truly changing the world. If you want to support the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Click on the star rating and then click on write a review. And on Spotify, click on the star rating. And if you want to go deeper in exploring what a thriving sex and fulfilling life looks like for you, 
I can help you with my one-on-one coaching offers, link in the show notes, or you can download the free ebook I wrote for you as a first step. It's called Essence, Awaken Your Body to Reclaim the Pleasure to Feel Alive. I'll link it in the show notes as well. And thank you for tuning in and sharing your time and your energy with me. And until next time, stay sexy.